We are, I, I forgot what I say at the start of this. What the fuck do I say? Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how my brain is so very broken today. We got sick Ismay on the line. Uh, it was either going to be very low energy or the crazies. So <laughs> I might have got a broken brain. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, this week on the new crazy train, we have with us Alfred Clark. I'm the conductor of the cra- crazy train. <laughs> oh, and there's, there's the Borderlands reference that I nearly made. In the oh, yeah. For some reason, I decided not to say poop train, and I was like, and now I'm like, why did I just say poop train? Everyone well, likes the poop train. You said it now. You said like five times more than you would have in the beginning. Yeah, because I regretted it, and now I fixed my mistake. <laughs> uh, we also have with us new member of the podcast, Elliot Rose. I'm the concierge of the of the crazy train. May I take your Ooh. order? You Ooh. almost said poop train, didn't you? <laughs> That's after hours. <laughs> oh, now it's got a sexual implication. That is crit chat all over. Welcome on board, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, we also Thank have with us me. podcast mom Sarah Meaden. I'm the caboose poop poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> when I come out after recording, and my husband's gonna be like, "Did you yell poop poop in your podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> do, do not, do, does your husband ever like sit you down and be like, so Sarah, did you disgrace the family today in crit chat? He doesn't use he the has- word disgrace. He's just like, I know every time you record, there's going to be a good story afterwards. It's true. Oh, God. Uh, we also have me as the person, I don't know, tied to the rails of the crazy train. It's going to poop train. God damn it. Anyway, whatever train it is, it's going to run over my brain and I'm going to maybe think better for it, hopefully. But this week, uh, if I'm able to do think good and words better, uh, then we're going to be talking about homebrewing things. I don't know about you guys, but maybe we should do our tradition of uh, throwing the new person under the poop train uh, and putting them up first. <laughs> Coming down the track right at you, Elliot. Okay. Uh, okay, so being thrown under the bus. Poop train. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like a hundred year old woman, but <laughs> But yeah, so what's what's your what's your experiences with uh with all the home brewing? Oh, uh I'm a big fan. Like uh I um I'm on Pinterest and weirdly enough, like Pin- I found that Pinterest has like has really good boards that have like really well illustrated, well thought out, I think, homebrew um, mm-hmm. homebrew characters and classes and that sort of thing. Like, in fact, I've used a couple on What's Your Damage? And actually, I think like the main, well, no, the main, the main bad guys aren't. I homebrewed the main bad guys. But yeah, so I've used it quite a bit because, you know, I have the Monsters Manual and the DM's Guide and, the, you know, a couple of other things. But I don't know. I just want to get weird with it sometimes. I just want to have like... <laughs> I just want to see, like, ah, uh, what if? We, <laughs> what we can got. we have like a can we have like an orca whale man? Is that a thing that we can do? Oh, of course there is. <gasps> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's put that in. It's yeah. already there for you. There's like three <laughs> different variants of it. Yeah, and beautifully illustrated each time. You know, and they've balanced it yeah. kind of, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but eh. you know what? You can't yeah, ask them to do uh, everything. Yeah, I'm the DM. Uh, I get to like I get to have power on this. <laughs> 
it's I feel that. P- Pinterest is such a good shout. I've just been right? I just immediately went to Pinterest as you were talking because I've I, I've used it for other things before. There's loads oh, of stuff. Hides. There's whole adventures. But the like and immediately I'm like um scrolled across uh, the Awakened Undead player race option and I'm like I I, I, I totally didn't realize that I needed that but right? it's not in I, it's something that should be in D and D but it's oh, not. Oh hell yeah! And now it is. Pinterest is such a good shout. I wasn't even thinking about it, but now that I am, I do have my many many D and D Pinterest boards open and I'm just. Because I, I I would like to sorry just like a little sidestep if I can read through my my Pinterest boards uh, I've got one style board I have one tattoo board I have one DIY board and I have a Dungeons and Dragons folder called Dungeons and Dragons and Destroying the Patriarchy and it has. <laughs> seven subsections and each of them has i've got nearly 300 pins saved because dungeons and dragons took over my life uh, I, i'm just going to be briefly off topic still and just say that there's there's a i just saw a pinterest for a ginormous squirrel squirrel um and the illustration is literally the best thing i've ever seen it's just a gigantic squirrel he was like knocking over some trees. It's oh, so that's good. a good enemy is the only problem. I'm just looking at one now called a bone wheel skeleton. It's just like a skeleton that's been fused into like a ship's wheel. It's so radical. It's the most radical oh, thing Dave. I've seen. That's very cool. That's a good idea. He's got an action called rolling pinwheel. Fuck off. This is great. <laughs> I've never. Oh my god. Can can this episode be the? <laughs> Pinterest browsing episode. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It was gonna happen eventually. I feel like, guys. Hi. Guess what show you're on? You're on Crit Chat. If you want to, during this episode, scroll through Pinterest, and at the end we'll come back to everyone once you've selected. Guess what? The best boyfriend. Uh, <gasps> find a Pinterest boyfriend. Uh... Like, do pay attention to the episode. But at the end, I'm gonna ask everyone what their Pinterest boyfriend is, and you're going to have to bring me something good to the table because Mama wants some weird boyfriends. <laughs> um, I just scrolled past Godzilla, so Godzilla is everyone's <laughs> best boyfriend. You scrolled past so. Godzilla? That was no, your no. first and last <laughs> no. mistake, Alfred. No, obviously I opened him in a tab for later. but <laughs> For later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I saw Godzilla yesterday and I leaned over to my husband and I was like, Hey, my name is Sarah, and I am sexually attracted to Godzilla. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I don't know what kink that falls under. Uh, is it it's, it's the very good kink, is what it is. Is it what? It, like, is there has to be a specific name for the kink that is like kaiju, kaiju kink, kaiju kink, kaiju kink. So it's like a uh, scaly kaiju kink. That's good. King kaiju. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's very good, actually. What if you there's win. like problems among the the communities? Like you go to the Scala community and they're like, "No, we don't like big boys. Get out of here." And then you go to the Kaiju <laughs> community and they're like, "No, we don't like scaly boys. Get out of here." <gasps> then he, I get him all to myself. What is the <laughs> problem? When people say that Crit Chat isn't informative, um, direct them this way to this episode. <laughs> we solve problems instantly. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay, okay. I've I've seen three different incarnations of Pickle Rick, so now oh, Pinterest no. is over for me. Uh, let's <laughs> Pinterest let's carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Elliot. So uh, aside from Pinterest, what like so? Yeah, what else? What else do you kind of use with your your home brewing? Uh, well, you know, uh, we're lucky in that with the podcast, we get people to submit some of their homebrew items, and so that creates a lot of fun, interesting. Uh, I want to say kink, just because of the kaiju fetish. Um, yes. <laughs> 
but it introduces a couple new wrinkles into it because you know but yeah so it's just it's very interesting like um i like players bringing ideas to the table and just like modding things like uh, i had one who um modded barbarians uh, and he was willing to take like a big debuff in intelligence and wisdom to have like a huge big buff to soaking damage so it's things like that just like letting people's creativity like kind of run wild a little bit you know oh interesting i quite like that like changing up little little things within characters is very interesting to me like it's not something that i've ever done before so like have you found that it's you've been able to balance it out well enough with that or like does it have like weird big disparities between the players and their abilities well see like the the fun thing is that my care uh my players tend to like characters they like to have it like be a story make it make it sense in story but willing to take a big debuff to get that story benefit so he had he had that barbarian who could like in effect not die until after his um until after combat was over right but during that you know he took a big soak to his uh wisdom save and so he fell under the spell of um hold person all the time right so he had this enormous power but he couldn't he couldn't break a 14 wisdom save to save his life so it was a really interesting like (laughs) dichotomy you know he could not he could not pop that out if he was fighting like wizards or something right so i think that's like i I think that's fun right where you just and overall like i've been fortunate in that the my players have tended to be fair or at least mm-hmm. more fair than I think, like, I would be if I were in their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's the same as, like, having people, like, create their own things in your world, right? Like, tell me about mm-hmm. where your character's from, and then they just build the city. You're like, ah, sweet. I didn't have that in the game design, but here we go. That's radical. But yeah, uh, Sarah, you were talking a little bit, like, talking about uh, classes and kind of changing up character classes. You were talking a bit about some homebrew classes that you wanted to talk about. Uh, yes. My experience with homebrew is that's almost all I have ever been in. I started out playing a pre-written adventure and our DM hopped around a lot from 4th edition or and Pathfinder and Dragon Age and all of that was pre-written. But all that I've really DM'd has been homebrew. And the campaign I'm in now as a player has been a blend of both. Which has been interesting because using a homebrew versus using a written adventure, the storytelling is a lot easier with a homebrew adventure. And when I DM'd for the first time before I ran the balance arc, I made a class for my husband based on a character from one of our favorite books, which, or book series, oh. which is the, it's by Garth Nix, the Sabriel books. Um, so I made an Abhorsen class for him, which is basically a paladin slash necromancer. Ooh, and okay. so he, I had him build like a level one paladin, but the big thing about the Abhorsen is that they are super linked to the undead and the dead. So they would, he would automatically gain the innate ability to sense undead creatures. And if they spent a turn studying the undead creature, they would know all of their strengths and weaknesses and identity and everything. So that would be useful in combat. And they also have seven bells that they carry around with them in a bandolier. And each of the bells does something else. And so I found spells that kind of worked with what happened in the books, both in a good way and both in a negative way, because that's a big thing is you have to ring them properly or else there's bad consequences. Like everybody who hears it dies. So I mean, uh, hey, 
consider I... that's a pretty bad consequence. I, we, we're using the word yeah. bad very loosely in this situation. Like, if I do a there's... mass murder, I'm like, ah, it was a bit bad, you know? There's <sighs> there's one bell that, like, kills everyone who hears it, so they only use it as a last resort in battle. But I didn't want that to be the only thing it did. So everybody who hears that bell will fall to zero HP, but then they're going to roll a percentage die to find the one creature, whether it's a friend or a foe, to be left at one HP. And so it's kind of like a last resort thing. If you know, like half your party or two thirds of your party is already unconscious and you're still left with a big bad with three quarters health, you can take a chance and just ring it and hope that it's one of your party mates that gets the one HP. Oh God, that's so much. Because you could leave it with the boss too and then you're yeah because i'm really hey, big so on, that's like, intense if you use magic then there's there's a possibility of bad consequences because i feel like even if you are a wizard who's studying magic your whole life there's going to be times when you fuck up and your spell casting goes awry because you're not focused or you say a word wrong or use a poor component or something and yeah. i don't know if my players enjoy that but that's <laughs> what i've done with them because i am I'd enjoy it. Because, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we, we were talking a lot about uh, about Dragon Age last week, and, like, that's one of my favorite things in Dragon Age, just the whole thing of, like, yeah, magic users are inherently super fucking powerful, but that power comes with a price, baby. And I really liked that with the bells, because I made him discover the bells. He was co- kind of collecting them, so when he got them... He didn't know what he could do with them until it was attuned, and then he had to use it to figure out what it does. And at the beginning, I'm not giving him the horrible consequences, because it would suck if, like, he found the one that kills everyone, and then he just rings it. He's like, ding, 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 ding. Dinner time. Oh, everybody's dead. (laughs) So, uh, did that, like... Same question as I had for for Elliot earlier. Like, did you find that that was, like, kind of a balanced character to have amongst them, or was it, like, kind of big disparities between them at the beginning it was really well balanced because he was basically playing a paladin with these bells that he knew nothing about and sort of learned to use and the campaign ended because people couldn't meet regularly anymore you know the uh, bane of D campaigns oh yeah um before he got <laughs> the, all the, the real boss battle yeah <laughs> we never got to the point where it felt unbalanced i could just see it on the horizon going okay i'm gonna have to plan for this soon but we never got there that's really cool making a whole new class is radical like i've seen a bunch of classes as homebrew things and a couple of them seem really cool um but yeah i've only i've only really looked at them i've never made one myself it seems like a lot of work that I am not prepared to do. (laughs) And I really liked the contrast between having a paladin who most players play as lawful good or maybe chaotic good. And then usually the necromantic arena of magic is diametrically opposite to the paladin. And so having that thrown in there really created some good story hooks. Ah, oh, so cool. Thank yeah, you. It, it sounds like a good because I think the I I, I think it's really interesting. Um, like making the decision between uh, like making a subclass or making a class when you're trying to make custom thing in five e because I think it I, I think it kind of like they really encourage you to make subclasses, right? And I think there there aren't many. Um, like even in uh, online homebrew, there aren't many full on classes that even that even really like work. 
for me but but at the same time like i personally like as a as a player i kind of want that though because i i often have ideas for like multi-classing but multi-classing always feels bad to me because then you don't get the cool like the big crazy stuff high levels right so i i like i almost kind of feel like in fifth edition like multi-classing just doesn't like i I feel like you should always replace multi-classing with like a homebrew subclass maybe or something there was one that i wanted to look up because there there's been a couple of different like classes that I, I i looked up online that were really cool one of the ones that i i found ages ago was uh like the princess class and there was like i've never played with it but oh i really i really yeah. want to i think that would be fun that is very cool and I, yeah i like i like the idea of things that are less co- like that sort of have a place but aren't really like meant to be a combat thing i guess i think it's pretty based on paladins just because there's so many directions you can go with it essentially like a big thing of it is like oh they get like charismatic armor so like second level the your presence exerts a charismatic aura uh, when not wearing any armor or using a shield you gain armor class uh, 10 plus your dex mod plus plus your charisma mod just because you're like you're a charming motherfucker and people don't want to hurt you uh, <laughs> and it's got like the the kind of subclasses you've got are the classical princess uh, you've got the fairy tale princess. You got the warrior princess. So it's nice. it's very the class is what you make of it. Um, very like the the paladin ones of like you could be a healing paladin or you could be like a big fight paladin or you could be like a magicy paladin. It's just yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like the I like those subclasses. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want just like a it's just like the, just like the Disney princess class, and then all yeah. the subclasses. Can I think be that like... that's the uh, fairy tale princess one. That's like. I think that that one's like the you've got like little bits of magic in you and like you get you get magic because you're inherently cool and radical. Is there one where you have a very good frying pan? Because that's like my favorite part. <laughs> like honestly, is ta- oh she might be a warrior princess because she's got like a whole damn ass weapon. That's rad. <laughs> that's a rad thing to know. I like that. We fucking what is it? Uh, Merida and uh, what Rapunzel. Fuck, uh, Rapunzel as just like the warrior princesses and Mulan. Forgot about fucking yeah. Mulan. Yeah, yeah. Mulan. Never mind. <laughs> Shh. OG, OG the most, warrior the princess. <laughs> Yeah. That would be a great one-off or uh, that'd be a great one-off or a great campaign to do like a Disney princess all together and fight and whatever. <laughs> Literally is... the other day I was talking about this because one of my friends from the comic book place I go to was like, yeah, we're, we're doing like a, a Disney princess campaign, uh, but I don't want to go because Merida was taken and I'm done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, this, this boy is a fool. You could have anyone. <laughs> there are a lot of good princesses. Merida is probably the best, but, but it, 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 I mean, it my, like, in my strong opinion yeah. over here, but but that's fair. A Mulan, you could be a Mulan. Oh, oh yeah, but I was gonna say that because there is a there is a YouTube series that's like acted production, mm. but it's like all the Disney princesses are playing D and D as <gasps> characters who are sort of like themselves. Oh, if you see that one, see my I mean? God, Alfred, <laughs> give it to me immediately. <laughs> I have to, I have to find out what it's called now. <laughs> Thank you, Alfred. You can't just bring up like my two favorite things and then just be like at ah, somewhere idiot like no i need that it's my birthday in a month that can be my present Jeez. oh yes it's called okay so it's called damsels dice and everything nice <gasps> this is the it. greatest day of my life i'm heinously sick and this is what i'm going to watch in my near delirious state i'm gonna think that i'm playing with them <laughs> this might go this might break very bad because this is like i feel the kind of sick like the same amount of sick as i did one time where i was watching what was it? 
I think it was the most popular girls in school and the lines between reality and fiction blurred and I thought I was in the show <laughs> and it, it was very sad for me. It was a terrifying time. Wow. <laughs> like, I think this is a good transition from classes to, to races because, yeah, uh, Alfred, do you want to talk a little bit about like homebrewing races and things like that? Oh, uh, yeah, just, yeah, anyone has any specific um, homebrew races that they use. I, I think there's a lot of really, there's a lot of good ones, especially like even in the like um uh the official books at the moment oh yeah totals totals are my favorite thing I played a been a... in a playtest a couple of weeks ago, and it was you, like the most fun go? thing ever. Nice. Did you have a nice slow <laughs> voice? I did. Yes. The, the DM was slightly annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> then don't allow turtles, nerd. Like, come on. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, turtles have been in in my home game quite a lot. One of the original characters was a turtle gunslinger. It was just so now turtles. <gasps> all turtles in our world pretty much come from like the American West. <laughs> i'm still imagining them on the back of horses but the horses are like just big turtles i guess i think i'm just imagining a turtle on a turtle like we got like a yurtle the turtle sitch going on in my head and i like that it's just turtles turtles all all the way way down baby baby. always turtles all the way down baby we're back baby turtles all the way down baby how do we always get back this is a weird recurring theme i don't know how we managed it yeah i don't know how turtles all the way down is a recurring yeah, theme thing, things writing things writing things is like <laughs> just all the way down baby total boris is that what that is yes. <laughs> Oh, I might have a cry about it. <laughs> I'm very over emotional right now. My everything is everywhere. I'm going to cry about Toraboros. <laughs> My everything is everywhere. That's a great line. <laughs> everything is everywhere. <laughs> My girlfriend came in. She's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No." She's like, "What's the matter?" I went, "Everything a little bit." <laughs> everything feels bad. Have either of you guys used any different races in D&D? Because I'm not sure that I have. Like, not ones that are non-official. I've I've been meaning to bring in, like, a a rat like a ratkin race because radical i feel that is severely lacking and it's like my favorite part of the warhammer universe um but that's a that's a shut up alfred i'm doing a thing that sounds radical (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i did a pun ismay did a pun you can continue with whatever the fuck you're saying now (laughs) uh you rat bastard uh, but yeah, rat, 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 rat people are cool. I think. Um, yeah. I, I like. I like the Skaven. I like their crazy, like their mad scientist flavor that they have going on. <sighs> That's very. Good. Um, and their weird, like, gene experiments. Um, and I like that. That like that. That's that is also ties into um classes because um I think uh Osari stuff called like it's referred to as vivimancy when it's like Ooh. people who like mess with life forces like that isn't really that like in in core D, that's not a thing but now i I also want like nice nice rat people uh because i love rats um I love but, rats. but now i so now i have like good and evil rat people which is silly but um <laughs> i uh, you know there's there, there are there are spectrum there's a rat there's a there's a spec <laughs> rat. no it's nope, not nope, there. was nothing, nothing but there. i believed uh, in you <laughs> 
you know, I, I think there's a lot, lots of fun things you can do with it. Like, I like the idea of them having like a great memory for mazes, kind of like I think kobolds are the same. <gasps> yeah. Um, but they get really badly lost above ground, so they have like in like the the rat people that I was building up for my campaign world use like uh, like incredible cartographers, and they have like really intricate maps, but they get really easily lost if they don't have their gear with them. Right? That's very cute. <laughs> now I'm just imagining a bunch of like big old rat tourists going about being like, hey, is this like is this like the, the, the pit of eternal suffering? They're like, no, this is Dumbridge. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> you are so far away from home, baby. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> And also, I just love the idea of being like a rat person in a rat family and all being like cuddled up. Um, oh, because that's very it would cute. be so good. Like that's, I think we're all. I think we should. I like. I think we we've all got a we've got we've all got a pretty raw deal as humans. <laughs> we're not um, always cuddled up in a not pile. Not being rat people. Not <laughs> yeah. being rat people. No, no, not all. Just not being rat people is where we failed as the human race. <laughs> yeah, but but it's for true. that reason specifically, not not being not being cuddly. <laughs> oh my god, as cuddly. See, I like this because you've got like so much other media. To to draw from there like i'm i'm thinking of the um oh what was it called oh it's like a whole thing where there's a bunch of rats and they've got a friendly cat that's their friend and I, oh what the fuck was that book called i loved it so much but like you've got the whole thing of the like the the rat queen that's like just like a bundle of rats that's all like tangled together by the tails and they have become like one being that's in like a couple of different things of media i enjoy that that could be the like the actual rat queen and the there whole rat queen is just a mass. There was something of that line in the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. I don't Ooh. know if it was the rat queen. And not as a playable character, I think as an, an enemy. But um, I remember looking it up because I didn't know what it was. And the pictures were disturbing. Because it was like Ooh. a whole bunch of rats tied together in a circle by their tails. And I was like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want it. That's I don't the want one. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my friend. Big pile of rats. Yeah. But like, yeah, one of th- one of the things that I I've never really made a character class or character race, but I I do like kind of tweaking what they have to make a kind of like not oh, not a real subclass, but a kind of subclass or sub race, especially for um. So one of my one of my players wanted to be I think it was a a dwarf that was from somewhere. But it wasn't one of the like official ones that was out. So I was just like, okay, well, here's some spells that kind of make sense for your thing. How about you have these? These seem cool. And just, yeah, doing like little tweaks and making it just a little bit different than what it says is normally what I end up doing, which is fun. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. We've uh, we've taken gnomes off the table in our world. Uh, gnomes are just gods now. That's all just a thing that we did. We're just like, <laughs> gnomes are like, off the table. Do, I was like, how dare you take gnomes? But then gnomes were gods, and now I'm back on. The, I'm back in. I'm back <laughs> in it to win it. <laughs> yeah. So there's like four of them in the world, and if you find them, you know, hopefully they're on your side. If not, it's really going to get real weird. And there's going to be a weird. <laughs> there's going to be a small voice that will be the last thing you hear. <laughs> oh, no. That's wow. incredible. This, this is spookier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that has some serious implications for half damage. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> Poncho and Sari are the only two gnomes in the world. And our gods? Does that track? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Alfred's like, yes, that is a good oh, thing. God. Let us do that. That sounds That sounds right. That sounds like if, the two gods that you'd want. I mean, if that ends up being the ending 
to half damage. I'm okay with that. <gasps> if it turns out that Shiny. our little town is full of gods, we're on the divine plane. God damn it, that would have been such a good twist. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. TS. Yeah. It's well, funny that you damn. mentioned that gnomes are off the table in yours, because in, 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 in my home game, not not by my choice, but halflings are off the table. Huh? Um, oh. Because they're all crazy barbarians in the north. Wow. <laughs> So the the players don't get to play them because they're like a major antagonistic force. <laughs> That's excellent as well. When I was I was thinking about it earlier, and like in terms of homebrew, I don't know if it really counts. If just like a lot of what I do is just ignoring what the books. I know surprise for everyone, but ignoring what the books say about like the races and being like, this is what I think they are, and having that <laughs> instead. If that counts, then I do that all the time. So also one like basically on that topic, one one tiny homebrew that I do quite a lot is um, let people slightly change their spells like permanently. Like if you if you have like firebolt, then I'm I'm fine changing that to like lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're like a lightningy character, I like that a lot. Just being like this spell can be modified for flavor, baby. And a million little n- nerd boys shuddered suddenly. And they didn't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast. Not them. I'm just thinking of all the DMs that are like, "No, you oh. must play exactly like the book." Oh yeah. Well, like here's here's the here's like the positive spin on that. None of them will be listening to this show, and if they do, they will not be listening for long. <laughs> no, wait, no, I say that Caillou is on this show, and he continues to be on this show. <laughs> Hi, Kai, we love you. The voice of reason or the voice of please, please rules can. Contain the fun. <laughs> I mean, he does. I mean, he does lots of. Ho- like, I don't want to. I don't want to mis- I hope we don't misrepresent Kai. I, like, he, oh, I, no. he, he, he is very like you know homebrewy and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He likes things, but I think he is. He just has the reputation for being the rules lawyer because he just knows all of the rules. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Like, uh, he knows. He knows all the rules in and out. I feel like he knows like any of the rules is a vast step up from my where I'm at. So that's good. <laughs> Hey there, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Hope you guys are enjoying it and liking our new new voice today. I'm very excited for having new people with us. You'll be hearing a couple of new voices in the future uh, that are coming into the Crit Chat family. Just going to do a little housekeeping things here. Uh, first off, we got some cool plugs for you at the end, so stick around to listen to those. Uh, but if you want to find Crit Chat in a lot of other places, it would really help us out if you went and followed us on all these cool social media things. Uh, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, all one word, or on twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore chat. And to do all of the cool social media things, it helps you to stay up to date with whatever we're doing. And you can send us memes and shit. Literally all I want is people to send me D&D memes memes all day like i i don't know if it was unclear that that's why i set up this podcast but i want people to send me D memes constantly that's the only reason i'm doing this whatever go over to those places send me memes make me happy we don't pay to advertise the show at all so the only way that people will actually know about us is through word of mouth so it'd be really cool if you told someone that we fucking exist it's a challenge i don't know do we make it a cool like challenge thing be like you tell tell at least one person this week that we exist and to listen to us and then i don't know maybe we're audience will grow by like one or something who's who knows share us around it'd be cool uh, if you want a, a thing to share so that people would 
and listen to us and see if they like us in little short clips, you can go over to our YouTube. Just type in Crit Chat on YouTube and you can find a bunch of little Crit Chat clips from past episodes that you can give to people and be like, look at this radical cool show. Uh, if you want to help us out in a money's way as well as a word of mouth way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Crit Chat, all one word, and donate there. Uh, we are currently doing some uh, money things so that we can get some new cover art for uh, our sister podcast Half Damage, because uh, the cover art for that is something that I made in like five minutes, and it's very bad. So we're gonna we're gonna spend some money on making that all nice and cool and radical. So look forward to that in the future. And that's all thanks to all of our patrons. So thank you so much to everyone who does that. You guys can be one of these amazing patrons for as little as a dollar a month, and if you do that, you get some really cool rewards, such as being a part of our game that we play every so often. Alfred will tell you more about that at the end, and you also get some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and it's generally just a good radical time. So that is our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. Speaking of Half Damage, you should go and listen to Half Damage. Half Damage is uh, our actual play D&D podcast. It's really cool. It's fun. It's fun. It's funny. It's fully voice acted. It's fully musicked, uh, and it's getting it's getting to some nitty-gritties. It's hilarious, but also can get emotional at times. It's a fun, excellent adventure. Uh, you should go check that out. It is wherever podcasts are found. So wherever you found Crit Chat, you can find Half Damage too. I'm going to let you get back to the episode now, but before I go, uh, next week is going to be a little bit of a mix-em-up. I am going to be on holiday, um, and the other Crit Chatters have been super kind and super amazing and have banded together to mean mean that I don't actually have to work while I'm on holiday. Uh, So it's going to be hosted by a different host. It is going to be edited by a different editor. It is going, this middle of the podcast break chat, it ain't going to be me next time, baby. So I hope that you enjoy next week. I'm going to enjoy listening to it. It'll be the first crit chat that I have no idea what it's going to be like until it goes out. I'm very excited. But yeah, stick around for that. And I'll let you get back to the show. Bye, darlings. I'm going to bring something to the table because I I was asking about, uh, I've not done this before, but I might do it a little bit more in the future. Just kind of like getting, getting outside people's opinions on things. Um, I was on a uh, Facebook group. I think it's called like the Feminist Warriors of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm in that group. Yay! Uh, you might have seen my post on there then. It's a nice divergent from, because I'm also on your, your classic like D&D 5th ed- edition kind of site. Uh, and sometimes that's a pit of toxicity and terrible. So jumping over to this one was just a nice sort of like refreshing experience. So yeah, I, I was asking people about their, their things of homebrew and like how that's gone for them. One of them called T has put forward that they've run games with the players playing as monsters before, which sounds so radical to me. And I asked, I asked a little bit more about it. They had like a whole, a whole like backstory and everything, but essentially the whole thing was giving players a kind of CR rating and having that CR rating be their level, I guess. So just people choosing the same CR rating monster, just d- having that as your character. I bring this to the table. Good slash terrible idea. I am on side of best idea will break bad. Love it. I think that's fantastic. But I am not known for having the most morally good ideas. (laughs) Morally morally has terrifying implications there. I don't don't know if like your D&D campaign is too much of an indication on your moral standing. I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I meant in regards to playing a game in real life, yeah, yeah, yeah. where I don't oh, yeah. like to live. I have very high moral standards, 
So I think. In in terms of Sarah liking games in which her players can suffer quite a lot. <laughs> Ooh, good, good, good get. Monster campaign. Yes. <laughs> what about you guys? Monster campaign. Good or bad idea? Of course. Super good. Um, <laughs> it would be it would be fun to do like Firstly, as a one-shot, perfect. 100% yeah. out of the box. Go, go, go. As, as, as like, longer term, it would be fun to, like, just kind of make up level-up rules on the fly. Yeah. Uh, you just, like, kind of wig it. Like, just like, you could just do, like, a little like a little increase every, every session or something rather than proper level-up. I like that idea of just, like, yeah, you could just change change stats every so often and be like, uh, like, they've been living in the world a bit more, a bit more intelligent, I guess. Like, you could just do things, like, genuinely just look through, I don't know, some, like, other monsters in the same kind of... I don't know, genre as the monster that you've got. Like, say you're like a piss ass little skeleton, and then you get something from one of the, the better skeletons that is now your thing. Just a little crap like that would be radical. Uh, you know, I actually, I actually ran a one shot with a bunch of people who played as a monster, um, and it was or as okay. monsters, and it was very fun. It was, uh, it was very interesting to like because they wanted to be just like the bad guys in like a in a you know in a lair um, to like stop nice. the stop the heroes. And so that was just like a fun reversal. Oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, so what were your, your kind of rules on, rules and rulings on what monsters they could be? They couldn't be like a level 20. They couldn't be the boss. They had to be like one of the henches. Um, <laughs> but other than that, just like kind of go ham. We'll, if a, an ability is like too overpowered, like we'll nerf it down a little bit. You know, like with the Banshee scream, I think yeah. that anybody who hears it like gets reduced down to zero, right? You know, you're a Banshee with a sore throat today. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was a it was a lot of fun to just like try to like and then I got to like um just had like uh, a bunch of Gastons be like the heroes that they were trying to thwart. So <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I mean, like I'm very sad cuz you have you have uh murdered my trash boyfriend, my favorite ta- trash boyfriend, Gaston. <laughs> I love him so much. I love him so much. I went to Disneyland with like the sole purpose of seeing Gaston. Everyone else wanted princesses. No, I wanted to see OG Trash Boy. I love him. <laughs> the worst person in the world, and I'm in love with him. Um, but yeah, like the, the uh, T from uh, the the Facebook group was uh, saying that they did a kind of like Suicide Squad esque thing where mm-hmm. they had to do good things, but they were all monsters trying to do good things, but didn't really want to. That's also very good for me. I love that. That is a that's fun. I have a question. Yes. Uh, I know what Alfred's answer would be, rat people, but if if you could maybe <laughs> make a race or have wizards Ooh. make a race, what would you choose? Okay, Sarah, now, because you put wizards make a race, because we know you're all on the inside. I'm Don't not, do this I'm to not me, that much on the inside. I can be like... <laughs> you're more on the like, inside than any of us, Make Sarah. this, okay? People <laughs> want just whisper this. into ears. And they'll be like, the crazy is here again. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> you just put little ideas like scratch like scrawled onto post-its and just stick them so that it looks like <laughs> someone else like had an idea people. and stuck in there. <laughs> Playable rat like, people. Going into all their whiteboards where they've got their actual ideas yep. and just writing rat people <laughs> yeah. question just mark. Add an extra, extra bullet point. <laughs> like I don't know how this relates to the underwater <laughs> adventures, but sure, sounds good. <laughs> underwater rats. I got my answer. What would I do? See, like I do, I do like the idea of the. I, I know I'm apparently stealing it from other someone else, but like the kind of like awakened undead kind of thing. 
of just someone who's dead ass dead but is back to life like a like a zombie but more cool you know like <laughs> mine was elephants and then when they did ravnica they did loxodon so now you can be an elephant yeah they did so now i'm kind of like pushing for our number one goblin king and being like can you make playable goblin race that's not so squishy i've thought about it i'm thinking like very probably overpowered but you could put some like restrictions on it but some kind of like ghost class that can and has to switch bodies a lot i like that idea of just you have yeah like a kind of the shapeshifter one fucking what's it called changeling changeling yeah so like a changeling but with less oh i can just change on the fly and more you have to be someone else otherwise this body that you have is going to like rot and decompose i don't know what benefits it would have being a ghost done done benefit there what would i do i think you know i think i would like something like um a race of basically like cartoon characters i'm trying to like figure out a way to get cartoon (laughs) characters into the world Where like they can animate paintings and drawings, and like they come, they can oh, spring cool. from life. That'd just be because I'd like to, I'd like to, like I'd like to have Guernica by Pablo Picasso be like a main boss. <laughs> I just think that'd be really interesting. Like, what the hell's going Guernica on? It's like, you, boss. yeah, it's like Cubism, man. Get on it. It's like I don't even know how to begin. It's like, yeah, <laughs> nobody does. Oh, be like a real messed up. Is it Mario sixty four? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, they jump, into, they jump paintings, into paintings? Except, like, yeah. Mario jumping into Guernica. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, or like Goya, that Jupiter eating his children, right? I think it's Jupiter. Oh, yeah, that very bad one. That very bad one that I hate. Yeah, <laughs> just like have those things like be real in the world and like have a visual cue. Like, I think that'd be fun. I'm in. Okay, we are running out of time. So we're going back. You guys, we have to get our boyfriends. It's boyfriend's time. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Everyone yeah, better have found their Pinterest boyfriend. I have found mine. Yeah, okay. We all know I'm going with Godzilla. Everyone knew it. We know you're going with Godzilla. (laughs) Particularly the one that I have found designed by Paul Weber. What what are like the good points? Apart from like, I know that the good points are that it's Godzilla. I know that. But like, what, like, does it have any like good boyfriend moves? Uh, Reflective care pace. Anytime Godzilla is targeted by a magic missile spell, a line spell, or a spell that requires a ranged attack roll, roll a d6. On a 1 to 5, Godzilla is unaffected. On a 6, Godzilla is also unaffected, and the effect is reflected back at the caster as though it originated from Godzilla, turning the caster into the target. Yes. And that is what I want from a boyfriend. <laughs> Siege monster Godzilla deals triple damage to objects and structures. I mean, of course. Yes. It's Godzilla. No, but at the same time, we did have this problem with one of the other, I think it was on the, the demons yeah. episode, where we did yeah. put that as a negative because your boyfriend falls over a little bit and the town's gone. Don't yeah. yuck my yum. <laughs> <laughs> I want to destroy a town with my big, strong lizard boyfriend. Fuck this off. sounds like the ideal date for me, okay? <laughs> is that like a first date or is that like the third date, you know? <laughs> like, uh, why not both? All of them. All <laughs> the dates. Pretty much all the dates. Alfred, have you found yourself a good, good boyfriend? Damn it. I just found a beer holder. Never mind. You, uh, uh, what do holder. you fucking mean, Sarah? What are you saying when you say it's that? It's a beer holder that holds beer. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, also a correct answer, but oh my god. So are all the eye stalks, like, places to put your beer? No, they're holding beer steins in the picture. He has lots of treasure in his, quote, pool room. He likes to collect all sorts of trophies and trinkets, and he smells like ass. (laughs) 
decades I of neglect, self-abuse, and bad decision-making means that this creature is easily mistaken for a giant hovering sack of shit. It smells like your Uncle Mick. <laughs> Sarah, you might have found the worst boyfriend. You that might have managed to find the, the only wrong answer. This is the, the single wrong answer to what's a good boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I just know. Oh, Sorry. Uh, Elliot, have you found a good boyfriend? Yeah, I got the Plague Prince Wilhelm. Nice. Automatically. Plague, yes. Prince, yes. Wilhelm, yes. What the fuck? Also, add to it this. He's a vampire and a necromancer. Oh, he's every. He's all things to all people, baby. <laughs> I mean, like, it's going to be hard to bring him home to mom. Yes, I admit that, but, you know. You don't know my mom. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, okay, here's a new fun thing. I tried to look up Plague Prince Wilhelm to get, like, a visual. Um, Mm -hmm. If you look up Plague Prince Wilhelm, you get Prince Wilhelm of Prussia. Sweet. Well, which is a real boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just get lots of pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio for some reason. What the (laughs) fuck? You're going to have to paint us a word picture. What does he look like? Uh, He's dressed in all black, Natch. A Natch. He he has a cloak, Natch. Uh, You can't really see his face because, of course, he's mysterious. He's a dark, mysterious boy. Okay, never Um, mind. Back on board. He has, like, green energy coming from his left hand because he's powerful. um, Ooh, baby. and (laughs) And it seems like he lives in eternal dusk. Because he's a vampire and can't live in the light, so like you know, he's a good he's a good guy to go out with. Dusk is a romantic time. Yeah, that's fine, probably. Yeah, yeah. And good boyfriend. And, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Excellent boyfriend. Uh, Alfred, have you found a, a boyfriend? <laughs> I, um, I sound like your judgy mother. <laughs> I was like, have you found a yeah. boyfriend yet, Alfred? <laughs> Alfred, you haven't brought anyone home to meet me in a while. <laughs> Where, where's your new love? Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, there, there was like a very buff looking shark man. And I was like, hmm. Ooh, and then ooh. I was like, oh, no, but, but fish breath. Is, oh no, that's, that's probably bad. Uh, that's probably not great. I did find um, there's a <laughs> standard up version of Tibbers from League of Legends, um, who is a cuddly teddy bear, and it transforms <gasps> into a big yes. strong bear. Yes. Um, oh. And uh, but th- I think that might be the best one because it has a cuddle mode. It has a big cuddle mode. <laughs> Small cuddle. cuddle and big cuddle. That's perfect. Honestly, that's very yes. very good. He turns into a literal gay icon. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing to the table uh, one that I have found called uh, the Timekeeper. Word picture with this boy. Wearing, ooh, honey, freshest, nicest suit. Big, good suit. Uh, Does have a skull face. No no kiss lips, but honestly, (laughs) fine. Because he's got like two big curving horns that jut out the back. He's got like cool spikes on the back. Honestly, is the most like debonair boy I have ever seen in my life and has like a very... Yeah, he got a big dick energy pose. I know he's just like, I know he's like all bone, but he could be all bone, baby, if you know what I mean. I mean, sex, let's go. Okay. <laughs> he also has the ability to slow time, which, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, I wish this moment could last forever. Honey, it can. Fuck yeah. Boyfriend. That's a very good, that's a very good point that I have not heard before. <laughs> that's boyfriend. the ultimate boyfriend. Ultimate boyfriend. But yes, that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap up there. We have plugs. Alfred, anything for plugs? I'll just plug our uh, Patreon. Uh the Kuchat Patreon 
you can give money to, uh, towards us making this show. Heck yeah! Um, because um, we need it. <laughs> I uh, run a game for all the people who um, guest on Crit Chat and um, donate to the Patreon. It is Space Scoundrels and, and a, a sci-fi adventure. Um, it's dropping and drop out so you can play for just one session or come back every week. It has been on hiatus for a while because I have no internet connection so I would have to come and sit in a restaurant every time to run it and that's that's, that's rough uh, but that's, that's pretty rough. soon I think in a couple weeks I'll be good to play yes. again uh, Elliot you got some plugs for us right? Absolutely uh, if you uh, I know that you guys do a uh, actual play podcast uh, I also have a show called uh, What's Your Damage uh, with five Seattle based comedians um, just getting into hijinks humor and going off the rails so many times off the rails. <laughs> we have a main group, and they always split off into two separate groups with two a pair, right? Uh, and one's team <laughs> plot, and one's he- when one's team not plot. So um, it's fun to try to weave them back together. Uh, and that's at uh, What's Your Damage? Have the question mark, and then uh, you can find it on wydpod.com. Excellent. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on everything. I am a teacup gamer on everything. It is the letter A, the word teacup, the word gamer, mushed together. I am that on, like, Twitter and Instagram and on my Twitch where I play games. It's a good time. Come and join me in all the things. Uh, for Crit Chat, you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast. Leave us a five-star review for this obviously five-star show. <laughs> or find us on all the best podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Elliot. I've been Sarah. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Nerds.